have to worry about your children, Will. I worry about my son. And I worry about other little black boys and girls. And people coming into my neighborhood, into my city, saying they got open carry rights, walking down in front of my doggone office in front of the courthouse. That's a bully. Do I have a right to stand my ground with some crazy-ass person walking around with a doggone gun? I don't know what the hell he intends to do. But I know I am scared. I feel threatened. Just like some of y'all walking around here up in the legislature with these damn guns. That What's his name? Garner came in here walking around here with a damn gun in his, under his coat. You can see the damn print. Senator, you need to stop. The- no, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. What the hell are you going to do? Shoot me? Senator. Senator, shit. Who the hell? This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now, let's start the show. Right back in. Culture Shock Podcast. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Cut the mic on, fist up right on, man, you have no idea Looking for that inspiration, man, we have that right here Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear Here with Courtney B, your girl named Tiffany, we making history Your favorite podcast is on the net, turn this up Conversations about the culture that I bet that you love Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal It's the culture shock podcast, it's about that time, now let's go Okay, we black, like we we never live like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Oh, yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live. Like we never live. Ready? See. See, senora. Ay, 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 ay. Okay. I'm a noisemaker. I can't. I have to fill the space. Yep. I always be in the house like, I wonder if the neighbors can hear me. I bet the neighbors know my name. <laughs> I, I don't know now. They might. Ma'am. I'm just saying. Okay. It's, hey, now. It's grown up people that live in this house. That's true. But still. Um, listen. I, I'm not saying they do, but I'm just saying I would not be surprised if they did. did. That's all I'm saying. Hey, now, is this thing on? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be like Stephanie, uh, Senator Stephanie Flowers from Arkansas when I grow up. She said, what you going to do? Shoot me? (laughs) Honey. I'm certain that when she was going off, she did not know that she was going to go viral. But I am so proud of her. I'm proud of her, too, because it's not enough for people to just get in those positions. You have to be an advocate for the communities that you represent once you get in there. That's right. And she did just that. He was like, Senator, you need to be quiet. No, I don't. She <laughs> said she was not going to be silent. <laughs> Listen, it it was impactful for sure. It was. And, yeah. and it echoed exactly how we all feel yep. on a daily basis. She had a black son and our parents have black children and we, we will raise black children mm-hmm. and... It's not enough for things to happen in our communities and then people to look at it on television and go, that's a shame. That's so sad. Well, 
I wonder what he did. No, I wonder. We have to wait till we find out the whole the story. Right. <clears throat> Girl, shut up. You know the details. <laughs> we see it every doggone day. Right. Black kid, some other person, because right. they ain't even got to be white. It doesn't even have to be a cop. Doesn't even have to be a cop. Can harass them, provoke them, and then fear for their life. Right. Girl, shut up. I don't have time. The next time I hear people saying that, especially if you say it to me, I'm be like, "Girl, shut up! I don't even care if it's a dude, right? You Girl, push. shut up! Just, just hush, because you you sound foolish, and we've seen it enough to know how those situations play out. And so, Senator Stephanie Flowers of Arkansas, I mean, hand clap of praise, yes. hand clap of praise, and it was on International Women's Day. I mean, that was. It was, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it went viral on International Women's Day because yeah. um, we posted it on that day. And, I mean, she I mean, she lit social media on fire with that. And the thing is, like you said, I know that she didn't even, that wasn't even a thought on her mind. She was just really speaking from the heart. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It reminded me of Maxine Waters reclaiming her same, time. Same, same. With even more energy. More energy. She said, I don't know what they intend to do. Right. But I know I'm scared. <laughs> I feel threatened. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you, you better. Say, you can see the damn print. He said, coming up in the legislature with these damn guns. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, we're Woo! laughing. But it's very serious. I'm only laughing because of the joy that it brought me. It's funny because even before... We started recording. I listened to it two more times. Yeah, I, I listened to it today. It. Because she she hit the nail on the head with every point. Right. She said, you got your damn silence gun out in the chamber today. <laughs> <laughs> she said, go to hell. I was like, oh yeah. my goodness. You yes. Tell more of this. And I, you know what? I don't want anyone, especially a Republican or anyone who voted for Donald Trump to say anything about how she carried herself and what she said, Mm -hmm. because y'all have already said that this is okay. Oh, absolutely. You know, not that I feel like she was wrong, but you know, it's always, they put this responsibility of decorum on us. Right. But then when non-black people have an outburst of yeah of of emotion or concern it's passion Mm -hmm. you know blah 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 blah. and then when we do it we're angry we're unruly no y'all already done said that this is how we handle things from now on i'm so glad that you said that because i was just thinking on the drive this morning about how five years ago or maybe even three years ago this would not have gotten the same response that it got this past week you know we're we're and by we i mean the collective we're hand clapping and we're rooting and we're cheering. But three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, we would have been like, Ooh, who made her senator? Yeah. So um, it's always a little proof that things are changing, you know. And this has to- this is so totally unrelated. But even with the whole Jordan Woods thing, it just shows you that. We ain't about to play with you. We y'all. will not have it though. <laughs> Look, we will not have it. Wrong, though. right, or indifferent. We're not playing with y'all. That's You're not right. about to just do what you want to do. You're right. not gonna control our narrative, sis. Right. So, boom. I've been having this conversation with with several different people over the last few days, even down to just what what does fast mean? And I think you and I have talked talked about oh. it a, briefly before, but I'm just like, 
even that narrative with regards to like black children and, and like black girls and like what what exactly is fast and I don't expect you to define it because I at this point blue black girls aren't going and sitting up on on grown men's laps and stuff like that like I don't you think mean like being age appropriate and wanting to you know wear a skirt or a belly shirt or you know talk to boys or that's that's appropriate. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to you're be You're growing up. Yeah. Yes. You have hormones. Exactly. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're working. Exactly. Um, I don't really know what fast... I, I don't know because I'm going to be quite honest. The majority of... Well, I only really knew a couple of girls who were... If you want to use the term fast. But... And the one that I'm really thinking of who was legitimately like... I don't want to call her fast, but she was promiscuous. Okay. Because um, fast is just like, I don't know, it sounds like my grandma. Girl, you fast with your fast look. But right. um, she had basically, I mean, for for what it is, she had been molested by an older man. Well, that's what I was going to say. That at like 10. So Takes on a whole new storyline. Yeah. So then can can I call that person fast? No. no. You can call them traumatized. traumatized. Thank you. And a victim. My girl. And... You know, in the words of Robert Sylvester Kelly, they hormones that got awakened too early. Right. I mean, and once you, and and this is the thing, even if, I mean, even when, if we're teenagers or in our early twenties or what, however old you are, when you first have sex, you know, it ain't no going back. Once you done did it, it's like, oh, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. So how can you expect a child to experience something like that and then just stay a kid? It's not going to happen. Right. It, <laughs> it ruins their adolescence. Yeah, it's it's happened. They know what this... Well, they think they know what it right. is. They felt something. Right. And it's I'll not supposed it improper, to feel... And right. most of the time when it's someone who has groomed you or someone who wants to keep this going, they're not going to do anything that's going to hurt you. Right. It's going to feel good because... It's supposed to feel good. Mm-hmm. So then you're dealing with these emotions like, well, this is probably wrong. But, I mean, I kind of, it it's, felt it's okay. because people are saying that this behavior is fast. But then this person that I'm, I'm supposed to trust who's looking after me, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the whole term of being fast, we have to look at. And then, two, you can't shun and degrade young girls for being and I'm using quotation marks air quotes fast and then applaud those same boys that are their age for having girls and oh it's just bo- because who do you think that they're having sex with mm-hmm. other we, little girls and we've talked about that before or uh, even older, older girls women, right which is well, which is the same thing here we that's go. happening to the here little we girls go. here we go they get with these older girls and experience all of this stuff and then have the same expectation once they go back to their own age group thinking that little Shanika up the street know what to do she don't know she right. she is a kid right. <laughs> like you better going over there with big tanya them like that's where you learned that <laughs> at. like she don't right. know that but even that's wrong it's wrong but from big get, get um lord off topic already okay. we are but it but Obviously, somebody needed that word. Yeah, somebody needed to hear it. So, we sure will start talking, though, uh, without saying hello. What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. This is episode 54 of the Culture Shock Podcast. Hey, y'all. Hey. Um, so, I know we got started uh, totally 
in a different direction. Um, but that just, was good, though. It was. It was. And, and like you said, somebody needed to hear it. So, I know we said we were going to be talking about women all month. Um, because women, 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 women. women. <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is that still funny? Okay. Honey, do you follow him on Instagram? I do. Girl, he I gives me a good laugh. I have in a long time. Honey, I seen him on there with a face full of Mac. I said, child... Is it applied sit. correctly? No, that's okay. what makes it funny. Sit, and that's he why, got he got a, a relaxer. That's why sit you down. Facebook. Don't make me go look sit. right now, cause I will. Yeah, but you know what? He is entertain. There's some people that are just pure entertainment. entertainment. He gets on my nerves, but he it's funny. Like I, I'm still. I think him. that's his goal now, though. Yeah, like it's Which funny. Is fine. I mean, if that's what he wants. Girl, he does, because he thinks he's a celebrity, which he, he kind of is. is. Yeah. Yeah, so he enjoys it. And I'm not hating. I'm not, not either. one little bit. Honey, I love I love Sister Caldwell, although he don't want you to call him that. <laughs> That's, so don't call him that. No, he is Sister Caldwell. Yeah. He know he's Sister Caldwell. What's his name? What's his first name? Andrew. Andrew, okay. <laughs> he said, I am not your first lady. <laughs> oh, that was oh, a long time ago goodness. I did see that one. He is upset. He is not your first lady. That's and he right. is not your damn sis. That's, That's what right. he said. He not, but so you we're ain't gonna respect. I respect it, but Andrew you are not. Caldwell. You are not delivered. No, <laughs> you are not delivered, boo boo. I love you, but you're the not. Reference. So anyway, I'm not messing with Courtney today. What did y'all. I do? Courtney be funny. Courtney be funny. Courtney, yeah. you know what? It's the time change. Courtney, uh, Courtney be delirious. I'm miserable. Okay. Today, I am miserable. I need to uh, go to bed early. It won't happen today, but maybe by Wednesday. I don't know. Try to hold me to that. And You're my accountability partner. Yesterday was, like, so good. Like, right? I felt I I had, like, tricked myself into thinking I slept late, and yeah. I really didn't. But I had a good day yesterday. I had a good skin day, girl. I was glowing. We got a good skin day today. Looking fine. Thank you. But I feel like I'm going to have bags on my girl. F-I-O-N-E. Fine. Thank you. Well, tell some of these men out here that you got a fine friend. You need a date. They know. I was showing your picture today. I don't know date. Okay. People take dates too serious nowadays. People don't know what a date is. They just don't want to have a good time. No, it's not that. It's like after, you know, like you have a date. People treat sometimes people treat dates like they tr- they treat buying you a drink at the club. Just cause Ooh. we go on a date, don't mean that's terrible. That you supposed to just harass me. Like, <laughs> calm down. No, chill out. Like, okay. what's going on here? I feel. I feel. Uh, I feel uh, claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. I, I, I feel afraid. <laughs> no. I'm just so afraid. No, I'm just playing. But yeah, like, back up. So, I don't know. Dating is, is weird. I need to write a whole column about dating because, child, it's a mess. I I would read it. Yeah, but I'm going to do it under, what's one of those things called? A pseudonym? Yes. It will be a pseudonym because I can't let people, you can't know that it's all my tea. Because the tea <laughs> is hot. So, no, you can't know whose tea this is. Okay. I mean, my friends will know. I was gonna say, can you is. at least send me a text message and be like, uh, "You need to read XYZ yeah. that comes out tomorrow." Okay. Because, honey, it's gonna be some, it's gonna be some hurt feelings in there. Well, child, we might just forget the column. We can Ooh, write a book and then release it under a pseudonym. Listen, hurt feelings, because I'm telling the real. I'm telling the real. Okay. I ain't spraying nobody's emotions. Mm-mm. 
Ooh. I can only I can only imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so to fully comprehend world history, you gotta understand the role of women and what we've done to construct this. So we're still talking about women this episode, but first, your weekend in review. How was it? What'd you do? Oh, I finally went to this restaurant that I've been wanting to go to. It's called the Cellar at Duckworths. It was really nice. I like it there. I like it there, but the drinks were not hidden. They were they tasted good. Okay. They were strong. They were not strong. Because okay. I had three meals and didn't feel a thing. And you want your money's worth. Yeah. Okay. Now the food was excellent. The ambiance was nice. It was kind of dark. I was kind of straining to see the meal. I was like, can we turn on the light? Oh, uh, that's because it's a date place. Hello. Well, it was it was too dark. I couldn't see. Okay. Um, and then Saturday. Oh my gosh, Saturday. I got a late start, but I had a long to-do list, and I ended up getting everything on my to-do list done. Oh, I'm proud so of you. that's what I did on Saturday. Sunday, I went to the mall in Greenville, South Carolina. I mm-hmm. went to the mall, bought some shoes, ate at TGI Fridays, which I haven't done in a long time. I got me a lemon drop 10. martini. You if wear a size 10. If you buy shoes. Yeah, I ain't shamed. I mean, clearly 10 is more average than y'all think it is because when I go to try to find one at the store, everybody already done bought them up. Well, I bought, uh, I don't even want to say what size shoe I bought. It I, was little. I, I bought a six and a half in Big Kids. <laughs> I can't stand her. In the grade school section. Hater. Uh, I'm yeah. a hater. Yeah, that, that's, that's the size I get because they're cheaper and it's the same exact shoe when they fit. Sure. So that's what I did this weekend. Um... Yeah, what did you do? So, I tried to get a lot of work done. My friend and her daughter came from Raleigh and hung out. So, you know, Saturday it was raining. It, it was, was terrible. Ugly, misty rain. It wouldn't even pour down rain. So, we just went to, like, several places, several stores, took them by my full time. Like, just let them kind of see what I do on a regular basis. Um, got some food. I made some homemade spaghetti. And we propped our feet up. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and then I got some event planning done. Of course, it was Biggie Day this weekend, so mm-hmm. celebrated in the way I know how with music. And then we sprung forward, and now I'm miserable. Miserable. <laughs> miserable. Uh, for real. I, I, didn't, I didn't even get up to work out because I was like, I need as much rest as I can possibly get just to carry me through the week. My body was jacked up because I popped up at 5 o'clock like, ooh. <laughs> Girl, and now by 5 p.m., I was on the edge of my couch, like, Lord, what have I done to deserve this? What have I done? You're still here, though, B. I'm just trying to, I just tried to get up, be productive, and now I'm sitting here struggling, right? So, I have drunk enough coffee for a horse today. I can't, like, I cannot bring myself to do coffee. Don't if you haven't done, yeah. So, all right, now every week. We have the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's going on in the world, how we feel about it. We don't always agree. Sometimes we do. You don't have to agree, but we love to hear from you either way. So, what's been going on in the world? I think we already talked about the senator from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Any other words on Miss Miss Stephanie Flowers? Just whoever is in her district or, well, I guess it'd be the whole state, right? Y'all need to vote for her again. That's all I got to say. She don't, she don't never need to come out of office. She needs to stay forever. I could use more of that. Grand, grandmother her in. Yeah. If, if you can. She needs to stay because auntie means business. And we need people in there 
that are not intimidated and will say what needs to be said and not be, I don't want to say that word, but not be playing around. Right. Like, call it for what it is. So, I don't know. She did a good job and I'm proud. Love it. She was saying it loud. She black and she proud. Yes. She made up for a little bit for some of the foolishness that went on in Black History Month. (laughs) She made up for a little bit of it because... Negroes was tripping. Yeah. I mean, it was still a success because, I mean, we're still here, but y'all was tripping this Black History Month. So next year, I need for everybody to keep their scandals under wraps until March 1st. Because uh-uh, I don't Please. want them in Women's Month either. Um, yeah, but at least Women's Month is shared with <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah, everybody taking the, taking the rap for that one. Fact. Uh, speaking of black and proud, this past weekend, something I did get a chance to do was watch the Netflix documentary, and I'm gonna have to find the name of it because it's not called James Brown. Um, but I watched the James Brown documentary, and it was so good. Like from the very beginning, they're like he was born, stillborn, and the only reason he he lived is because his aunt like breathed breath into him mm-hmm. and then it talks about like his mom leaving and his dad raising him for a while and then his dad leaving and knowing that james brown has abandonment issues explains a whole lot mm-hmm. about him and they just talked about his genius with regards to work but then like his business um acumen or the lack thereof mm-hmm. uh how he held on to money and his relationships and then when they got to the politics part, it was so good. I was like, ooh, wee. So if you have not had a chance to watch that, please, please do. They brought him up in the R. Kelly interview. Really? At the end. They brought up several people at the end. In dealing with R. Kelly? So let's talk about R. Kelly mm-hmm. since we, we're there. Just with, um, 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 as it relates to women in like mistreating women mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because that, they didn't really touch on that a lot in his documentary. It's called Mr. Dynamite. That's what it's called. Okay, I'm about to watch it. I still haven't it's watched good. the Sam Cooke one. Oh, it's good I too. started, but I don't know what I was on. I have to catch up on all of that. So, um, <coughs> where was I going with that? Oh, Reverend Al Sharpton has kind of been, or had, was under his wing a little bit when he was growing up. Oh, okay. And um, he was just talking about how he had gotten into a fight one time and he basically said, don't, don't be like me. Like, don't hit women. It's, it's wrong. And, um, I get, I think he said something about like just growing up that way. He he was raised by his aunt. His aunt owned a brothel. Like it was just a oh, lot. Yeah. It explained well, a back lot. Back then, that's, I ain't even gonna say back then. Cause they still doing it now. I don't know why people think they can just put their hands on women. Right. Like, sir, do you not, do you not know who Lorena Bobbitt is? Cause she is real, and I just seen her on TV the other day living her best life. I so was gonna don't say, like, Lorena Bobbitt is not in jail anymore. Do not try it. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> don't. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Okay, so you you had an opportunity to watch the R. Kelly interview in its entirety. We touched on it a little bit last week. Peers, I'm sure those of you who are listening have probably been talking about it since we all saw the Gail King clips. Girl, I ain't gonna lie, I watched it. Them clips had me. Them clips was pure entertainment. I said, R. Kelly know he an actor. He know he an actor. And when I tell somebody, you, I felt like it was trapped in the closet all over again. I said, he is crazy. Somebody took the interview 
the parts the parts of the interview that kept re getting reposted and they put it to the trapped in the closet music and I was like I'm done I have to get off social media at this point did you see the part where they said that he was not supposed to be in the interview mm-hmm. where when the girls were talking mm-hmm. but that Gail said he would cough to let them know he was there yeah. hello somebody yeah. do you know that somebody paid his child support yeah so that he could get out of jail so this is how I feel about that a lot of people were fussing I said. My initial instinct was to get upset. But the second thing I thought was, he's going to jail anyway. And it has nothing nothing to do do. with his child support. So whatever fool decided they were going to do that, I'm happy that Drea gets the child support money money that she rightfully deserves. Yeah, because there's no way that you can sit here and say that you don't have any money and you live at the Trump Tower. Come on, R. Kelly. Come on. Like... Use that your common like, sense. Like he's <laughs> you, you, you use right. yours. Fool. When he said, quit playing. Quit playing. Yeah, he said, quit playing. <laughs> then he said, <laughs> we they have laugh. buried me alive. Right. But I'm alive. I was like, man, this right here is pure entertainment. <laughs> Just Edgar Allan Poe. Oh my. <laughs> Edgar nigga, no. That's what it, <laughs> what it should have been because everybody was not like, everybody was like, this is a nut. Yes. This is a nut. Like, I feel like it's, R. Kelly thinks that he can uh, connive and charisma and sing his way out of it's but not. Me, it, we're in a different time. Maybe I'm just a different person. Cause even growing up, like you cannot finesse with me. If you were a guy, you really had to be genuine in order to get my attention. Because when I look at R. Kelly, I'm like, I don't get it. Like if it's not the money, if you're not after the money, or we're never after the money. This goes for anybody who's attracted to him in any way. I don't. I never thought get he was it. attractive. Mm-mm. But I mean, even like when people say he's charismatic and it's hard not to like him, like. I see that when, and it may be genuine in some people, but I just never have come across anybody who behaves that way who is genuine. Yeah, no, They've not. learned a, a technique for finessing, and I see right through that. And I would never be attracted to his behavior for that reason. You look like a finesse. You act like a finesser. He was trying to finesse Gail, and it was not happening. No, she, she was, was like, unmoved. Robert. Right. Robert. She didn't flinch. I mean, I. <sighs> And then, you know, there's somebody else who's come out with another tape. Said they just found this tape. They thought it was a sports tape. I'm sure. like, you need to get in, you need to get in trouble, too, because you've been in, you possessed child been pornography. Been, right. That, that had him on it, right? R. Kelly. Oh. With a girl that is allegedly, allegedly R. Kelly, and a girl that is allegedly 13 in this tape. Um, the grown men, well, listen, if the grown men in my neighborhoods were going after 13-year-olds, what makes me think it wouldn't be happening anywhere else in the world yeah yeah it's period it's that's that's a thing it's not even oh my god 13 like hello we if we're budding at 9 and 10 and and girls are getting their cycles at 10 and 11 and 12 years old by the time they hit 13 that is seventh eighth grade yeah they trust me Get I mean, ready the, to go the, to high school. The teachers, me. the teachers are molesting girls. So what makes you think that some random pervert off the street or one with power and money, what what would make them any different? Do you see these long blinks I'm giving you? What what would what would make it any different? I just thought that it was so hilarious when Gil asked him as a father, 
what would he do <laughs> if the allegations that women made against him were right. made by his daughter against other men? He was like, I would arrest myself for what I would do. I, I would come up in there. Okay, so... So when that girl's daddy came up in there then... What, R. Kelly, you are not... And then he, he would not admit... He kept saying that those girls were 19. They were not 19 when you first met them. Right. They were not like... Because Azriel is is tw- only twenty one now. I was gonna say even even with the situation with Azriel, so now she's your woman, but before you weren't doing anything with her. Shut up, Robert. And then told and and they didn't concoct this story that the parents are after money and that they sold her to him. And I'm not they, buying that. She, her parents asked. I, what I did see was her parents. Wanted her to get filmed with R. Kelly. Like doing sexual stuff. And they doing all that crying. And they lying too. They lying. They, they, and you can, especially with Joycelyn, because she's so calculated. And uh-huh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. They lie. Girl. Right. But, and I know this is bad, but we know that R. Kelly is going to jail. Because I feel like they're gonna hit him with the OJ treatment. They didn't get you the first time. They're gonna try to put you under they're the jail put this time. You under, yeah. And when that lifestyle is really gone, so you said this. We're gonna see. We're gonna see where they at. You said that last week, and I'm inclined to agree with you. However, just based on people's behavior, you never know which direction it's gonna go in. So they might feel. So, yes, there are some people who you will get broken down and have no choice to, but to go back to their family, right? And they will humble themselves and go back and, and hopefully get therapy and all of that. But then there are some people who just cannot be broken from some things. And, yes, R. Kelly might go to jail. And, yes, that stuff might get their income might get cut off, which I don't think that that's how they got taken in to begin with it was something totally different and manipulative Mm -hmm. but i can also see them still being so angry with their family because of their like you put them like oh you got him put in jail right that they are still estranged from their family which would be the saddest thing to me the saddest thing and i don't know where they would potentially end up but only time will tell because he is going to jail well they they had the uh dominique's mama on there and she talked about how Dominique said that he would like beat them with extension cords, mm-hmm. starve yeah, personally, them. He personally would hit them. Yeah, with okay. Starve them um, because her mom said that, and Dominique is the one who escaped left or and ran then away. came back and then left again. She was like, her mom said she was 125 pounds when she went. Whenever she got her out of the hotel, she was 98 pounds. She looked 98 pounds. And I'm just like, and he, he and he was he keeps saying like. Why would I do this? Why would I, that's what we keep asking? Why would you be any, why would you be anywhere even around mm-hmm. these women? And my thing is knowing what happened, like he kept saying his way way past P A S S. I kept saying that all last week. I couldn't help it. If you saw where this was going and these parents was acting this way, why don't you just say go home? Go home, right? Go home, cause this is go home. Right. You got to deal with that. Go home. No, you just gonna do it. Like I do not understand. You are not that in love with these girls. You are not. Mm-mm. It's he did all that crying. Number one, because like you said earlier, he is a good actor, and two, 
because of the situation he's in, not because, you know, he's crazy about them and, you no. know, wants to just set the record straight. No, and, and Joycelyn's dad is 45. R. Kelly is 52. So you with somebody that's older than your daddy. I, I ain't here to judge. Because, I ain't here to judge, but, honey, he got some type of hold on them. Oh, this is what I was going to say. It is also my hope that when he does go to jail, that the women that are still with him, whether it's just those two or if there are any more, that they are not manipulated by someone else Mm -hmm. who behaves the same way or who's already in his camp who know that they can get away with it. Yeah. With, you know, treating them that way because they've been around long enough to see it work. He he says that that he wants a relationship with his kids and he hadn't spoken to them. And I'm like, or he was like, I know my kids love me and my kids is everything to me. Well, your daughter said, she ain't talked to you in years. Why you ain't been, why haven't you, number one, paid your child support? And uh, because I mean, you take care of some, these kids, because that's what they are to you. You right. take care of these kids, but you can't take care of your own. Like he talking about, I feel like Gail asked him, would he go to therapy? And he was like, I feel like after this, yeah. Uh, he should have been in therapy. Sir. Should He said that he felt like the sexual abuse that happened to him, it, it doesn't affect mm-hmm. him. It doesn't affect him at all. And then he was like, I mean, it, it affected me a little bit. Like, I put it into my music. You sure did. Yeah, you sure did. And then when he went to McDonald's after he got out, and Gail was like, why did you go in there talking about that? Do you know what that M is? It's for mama. I was like, R. Kelly is... <laughs> Wait, what? Kelly is crazy. No, rewind, rewind. What? Yes, he said that growing up, that him and his, that they didn't have money, and him and his mama, that was his favorite. He said McDonald's his favorite restaurant, and they used to go there, and all they could afford was coffee and a Danish. So when he got there, that's what he wanted. When he got out, he was so hungry. He was like, "Have you ever been in jail?" He was like, "I was hungry, and that's my favorite restaurant." And that M, that M stands for Mama. (laughs) It's like, oh, and that's why you like to go there and pick up little girls. Get out of here. The M stands for mama. Man, this was crazy. I said, who, whoever his lawyer is should be fired. Absolutely. Should be. His whole team should be. But you There's know, no good counsel. But he's so bullheaded. They probably advised him not to do it. And mm-hmm. he did it he did anyway. anyway. Right. Not realizing, dummy, that even though he tried his best to not incriminate himself, the way, the theatrics... In the court of law, can they can say it was menacing, it was violent. He looked like he was throwing a tantrum. I told y'all that last week. Yeah, so, I mean, this this whole thing was a mess. I feel like all the way around, any way you look at this, the whole thing is just tragic and ridiculous. And he's not only ruined his life, but the lives of all of these other girls' that lives right. who he's ruined. Families. All from, he's, he's ruined whole families. For what? All for what? A piece of cootie cat that you could get from all of these grown women just willingly. Like, I don't... Because so it has to be more than just that. It has to be more than just sex. Right. It's about power and control and the fame monster. Right. That just made whatever issues he had, it just magnified them and made them ten times worse. That's right. But I don't know. We going to see how this this plays out. I, I doubt that. Unlike the first trial, I doubt that this one will take six years. I doubt it. Impossible. I doubt it. Mm-mm. So, but we'll, see. we'll keep you guys updated as well. It was some good. That was Gail King did her thing. She really did. I know she's tired this week. She she really did her thing, and I thought it was so funny how 
um, the next day after, not after it aired, but after the clips, some of the clips in the, in the pictures had aired and one of the other hosts on CBS in the morning or whatever the name of the show is, was like, were you not scared, Gail? And she was like, no. She was like, I never thought he was going to do it. Like, right. girl, shut up. No. That's a whole nother subject. No, she, people, why is she going to be scared? Right. What is he going to do to her on national television? Not only that, but she know, she know Roberts of the world. It's different. And we, this I, is different. This it's is nothing. Yeah, we just like, oh, this nigga going right. crazy. Here you go. That's why She's she said them was like. in rooms before. She knows. She was like, Roberts. She got family members who act up like that. Not under the same circumstances. Is this camera on me? <laughs> <laughs> I hope this camera's still rolling. That you should want it to stop, sir. Oh my God. When she, when he was like. He said, somebody sent me something on my phone. When my ex-wife said, it's not funny. He's like, my ex-wife said, I hogged out. He was like, I don't know how to hog out people. Sir, <laughs> sir. It ain't nothing but a tie behind the back and the legs. Like, sir, you, you R. Kelly, you don't shut what up. What he meant to say, B, was that he didn't know that that's what you called it. Talk about, use your common sense. What you gonna say that the first time you went to the bank was three to four weeks I'm a hush. Use your common sense, fool. If he had used his common sense, first of all, common sense is for commoners. But if he had used his common sense, he would not have gone on that interview. Even Gail said she was surprised. I was surprised so quick. When I, I could it, see, I, was like, I could see. God forbid, if it was a twist of fate and he went through this trial and got off again. Okay, then I can see him being cocky, and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna do an interview," kind of like how. Uh, OJ did if I did it. You know how they do. But, fool, you are in the midst of a facing basically 70 years, 10 counts of aggravated sexual assault. You think he'll get all 70? I don't. I don't think he'll get all 70. I think he'll get something. Yeah. I don't think he'll get all 70 because what's going to determine him getting those years are those girls in those because that is the jurors and the people who worked it was a journalist on um the interview that has followed r kelly since early 90s in chicago and he said what got r kelly off was that the girl's family nor her would not testify they were like her teachers her coaches her friends everybody came on there sparkle and said this is her this is her Mm -hmm. but they would not so I'm hoping, I know one girl was his hairdresser and she was like 24 years old at the time that she says that he sexually assaulted her or molested her or something like that. So I'm hoping that at least she will come. But that girl is allegedly in the, in these videos too. She's 24 now. What girl? The one you're talking about. The hairdresser. I don't, I don't know. Because only because one of only three of them in these tapes were underage. One wasn't, so I don't know if she was twenty four then or what. But one person was not underage. Okay. In the videos, yeah. So I don't know if it was her or not. But she, they have actual like DNA evidence because she went to the police and did all of that. She got her rape kit done. Yes. So I think that um, that may put him. You know, I don't know, but if that was the case and she had the kit done, then they would have got him back then. But that. see, I, she may not be on the video. I th- she says something about he tried to force her to have oral sex with him. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's not on the video. But I know that it's th- four girls on the video, three of which are under the age of 17. So 
I mean, did you see where his lawyer, his lawyer that got him off the first time, is sick now, and he's like, "R. Kelly's definitely guilty." <laughs> I'm like, "You can't do that." And uh, but we don't need him to say that. And I and I think that too is what is why I get so upset when people try to compare Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. We know that these rumors have swirled around about Mike. We know that there was a trial. But, y'all, we seen R. Kelly with our own eyes mm-hmm. doing this. So, no, we saw this. How can you deny it when we seen it? I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to with me. me? Okay, let's get off R. Kelly because I wish I had seen he done drove, he done drove my nerves down into the ground with that stupid same, interview. Same, same, same. I hadn't seen Neverland, so because it's not a point of reference for me, I can't really speak on it. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk about it um, when this subject comes back around. So yeah. I, I apologize. I just don't want to draw, draw out a subject that I don't, don't have know. a lot of information on. But I do want to quickly talk about somebody else who was in jail this past week, and that's Peter Thomas, who is now a charlatan, not a native. Um, you know him from, what is it, Real Housewives of Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Um, and he owns a club or two. He owns a club and a restaurant, which he technically owns a club turns and a into sports a sports bar. Yeah, and the sports bar turns into a party atmosphere um, in the evenings, most weekends especially. Um, so I did see where t- uh, Peter Thomas went to jail, and they were saying that it was because of uh, bad checks. And he's out. He got on Instagram this past weekend to clear up the rumors, saying that. He never wrote bad checks, that it has something to do with a promoter who wanted to bring another artist. Dang, who was the artist? Wanted to bring another artist, um, and that he never agreed to that, and the promoter paid the artist anyway and was looking for the money from Peter. That it came up one time before, that he checked, you know, with the courts and everything, thought everything was fine, and then, of course, he came back from vacation and they picked him up. But he's basically saying he didn't write any bad checks. Um, he did end up having to pay. So I don't know what huh? documentation they had. To even arrest him because they're not going to arrest you for writing bad checks if they didn't have some some form of copies of a bad check that you wrote. Right, because he kept telling the art. He kept saying, like, hey, man, like, the promoter is only supposed to get a maximum of, what is it, like, 10%. So get your money because I had to pay it. Um, but... I just, I'm, I'm happy that Peter is out of jail. I'm happy that he's out of jail. But what I can say is knowing someone who has personally worked for him in Atlanta before, allegedly he has a reputation of not paying folks. Well. So, and this was like, as soon as I saw him step foot on Real Housewives of Atlanta, this is what allegedly I heard and seen. Right. So I don't know. Like, oh, he probably did write bad checks because he didn't pay me. It was that's something that you heard a long time ago. When he first was introduced as Cynthia Bailey's boyfriend fiance years ago, right. this is what was said. And I I don't think this person has a reason to lie. <laughs> and as we've seen on and off through Real Housewives of Atlanta, he always doing something crazy. Business, you know, business failing, closing, open. I mean, that's just what he does. So I don't know, but I don't, listen, I don't put nothing past nobody, nobody. but I'm glad that he's out of jail and that, you know, he continues to do well and just simmer down because there's no reason for us to keep on talking about you. You ain't on the show no more. Like, bye. (laughs) 
Bye. Let's 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 move on. Facts. Um, since our last show, in a twist of good news, LeBron James surpassed Jordan in points. Well, at- he should have been playing for thirty years. <laughs> Corby. I mean, he got like six years on Jordan. Of course, he's gonna have more points. Okay. I mean, you're just not going to let me give this man no flowers today, No, give him huh? some flowers. I'm just saying. At 32,311 points to 32,292. Um, he already surpassed him in rebounds and assists. So, shout out to LeBron, who now plays for the Lakers. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he should be coming for Kobe's record next. Because Kobe is next in line. So, there's that. Stop rolling your eyes and tell me what you got me. I'm just sitting here listening to you talk. Mm -hmm. Congrats to him. He has a beautiful family. Yes, he does. His Um, his little girl is. Yeah, she's adorable. um, Just wonderful. Um, Did you see that Aretha Franklin has a live documentary that's coming out? It's a concert. It's basically a live concert that she filmed back in the 70s. -hmm. And it's called Amazing Grace. And it was originally shot in 1972 during one of her performances at New Temple Missionary Baptist Church in L.A. Now, the trailer that I watched, the article that accompanied it said that it was due to technical issues. But I remember right when Aretha had passed, they basically said it was because Aretha said she didn't want to come out and it didn't come out. Right. That's (laughs) what I heard, too. Yeah, I'm like, she just probably didn't want to come out, and now she's gone, and people are making these decisions. Right. But... What I thought was interesting is that, you know, like, not saying that people don't deserve credit for doing this because I feel like anytime you can, you know, make some sort of film or documentary or whatever to go with your album, it it does seem to have a greater impact when we can see that behind the scene footage. But to know that Aretha was doing this back in the 70s, so this was supposed to accompany her album, be like a duel, like a documentary and an album. That's crazy. Yeah, so I thought that was um, that was really good, and the trailer is it's just striking. Like, if you have a chance to YouTube it, I mean, it is just, it, it's just striking. And there are a lot of, um, like, um, musicians and artists that are in the... Um, congregation while this is going on and while she's being um recorded and it's just really good and i'm interested to see it and you know see aretha in all her glory singing so and it comes out um in april 5th in la new york and then it'll hit theaters nationwide after it it's there for a couple weeks so we'll be able to see it sometime in april okay that's a good month you know queens Queens were born that is right girl it's a good month girl (laughs) um okay i can't wait to see that i wouldn't even mind having like a little watch party for it if it was something that was coming on on tv but i'm glad that it's coming out in theaters because that's boss it really is and i i will go see it in theaters for sure for sure date night culture shock date night Mm -hmm. agnt and courtney b um Oh, I heard that there is a, now you guys might already know this, but if you don't, I'm always here to give you, you know, a black business that you can support. And there's a black owned brand of rechargeable batteries called Tubman Battery. Did you hear that? I mean, did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, they're called Tubman Battery after Harriet Tubman, obviously, because no one had more energy than her. Oh, that's good. I thought that was really nice. The packaging has famous quotes by uh, Harriet, like, you know, we can't stop now. 
and stuff like that. So ain't no stopping us now. We're we on the move. <laughs> so shout out to Black Entrepreneurship. Um, if you see Tubman batteries in the store, go buy them. And if you don't see them, you know, put forth extra effort to go looking for them. I'm pretty sure I'll, it's one Google search away. Okay, that's it. I'm gonna check and see if they are. Do you Google? Do your, your Google. I have to find that clip of him saying that. Because it was hilarious. <laughs> and he got Charlemagne all the way together, and I enjoyed it. He came Somebody in there. Somebody get Charlemagne together? He came That's in impossible. There on, he came in there on 10, ready. He was ready. <laughs> you know how, like, he, you know Charlemagne says stuff, and then people hear, and they just waiting yes. on when they, you know, until they get invited there to go in. So he was already sitting on ready. All three of y'all. Yes. Like that. All three of y'all. He, he was... Are you finished or are you done? Right. He was on that, he was on that type of time. As soon as he stepped into place. Uh, classic. Classic. Um, so, speaking of other entrepreneurs slash humanitarians, I want to talk about little Mr. Jaden Smith. I shouldn't say little, but he's little to me because yes. I remember he was born. Um, but you know, we have mentioned on the podcast before that Jaden has a water company called Just Water. Yes. It's basically like, you know, box water. Right. Um, and so what he has done is basically partnered with a local church in Flint to bring a mobile water filtration um, system to Flint, Michigan. Um, and it's called the Water Box, which is so cute. I'm like, that was so smart. It's called the Water Box. And I'm what so it, proud of him. He's doing a really good job. Um, his parents taught him well. Um, so the, what the water box does is it filters out the lead and other contaminants um, that have been in Flint's water since 2014. Mm-hmm. And we over here debating about national emergencies for a darn wall and people up here drinking lead contaminated water since 2014. Right. Okay. Um, but... The church that he's partnering with has already given out 5 million um, bottles of water to the local residents. And his um, filtration system can um, produce up to 10 gallons of clean water per minute. Um, the water is tested each day. And they have, a, um, an, I think, an independent laboratory that comes in and tests it every couple of weeks to make sure that the water is okay for people to drink and use and what have you. And so they have like designated times where residents can come and fill up. You can bring any size water container you want and you're able to come and get water at specific times at this church. So, I mean, you can have safe water to drink and cook with and bathe with. So props to Jaden Smith. I'm so glad that that. you told this story. I was, Mm -hmm. I have had um, Vic Mensa's shades of blue on repeat for the last few days and it's had, had um flint on my heart like for about four or five days now i'm so overwhelmed by this story mm-hmm. shout out to Jaden and the church and the and little miss flint because she puts in work and she does not play oh yeah she does so. um and i i just love when i see that people partner with the churches because i mean that's that's where really we have been known to mobilize and to really make an impact. Yeah. I mean, because Jaden could have just went and just set up shop by himself and just right. be like, okay, I'm just doing this over here. Right. But to do it with a black church and work with the community that's already doing the work and just making it better and stronger, 
I feel like, I mean, that in itself is awesome because he could have just went and put it up somewhere and be like, oh, I'm over here doing this. Right. But why not work with the church? Like, because we're stronger together. We're better together. We are stronger together. So. We say that all the time on this show. Go, Jaden. Go, 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 Jaden. Go, Jaden. Get me over here, uh, shimmy. Uh, getting jiggy with Get it. Get me over here, shimmy. Getting jiggy with it. Okay, more, more good news in the black community there's a black owned napa valley winery um that landed a partnership with delta airlines in atlanta okay i thought that was so dope um brown estate vineyard is being is is gonna serve or started serving rather uh two brown estate wines on the menu for delta domestic one flyers um and that started this year so Right now, they're contracted to do it for 2019 and 2020 on the menu. Good. Shout out to black people, black women specifically. Y'all are so amazing and beautiful and are able to multitask and come on, soul sisters. Run the, run you the world. You must be my soul sister. Soul sister. I love that song. Hey, you sister. I love that song too. I love me some Bilal Jow. He has a live rendition of. Um, I heard it. Is this love I by Bob Marley? Mm-hmm. sends me on up the mm-hmm. glory every time, honey. And that he, that that boy can sing, and he don't even be looking like he trying. Mm-mm. Barely parting his lips. Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? Well, this is okay. A bit of good news. So our girl Issa Rae got engaged. Hey, congratulations! Yes, congratulations. We love you. Issa. She got engaged to her long term. I guess they've been on and off for the past decade because T was she was dating Kofi and Common. I'm not. I'm not saying it's true. I can see Common. But and Kofi had the biggest listen, crush on Issa. So he loved him some Issa Rae. I can see it, but I guess you know. His name is Louis Diami. Mm-hmm. I guess he kind of wised up and was like, "I need to get my t- together because, That's honey, right. these these famous Negroes is on the come up, right? Creeping on the come up. Word the bone thugs. Anyway, mm-hmm. he is a West African businessman, and they've been together for on and off for ten years. So, right. and but home now, but homegirl got it's her engagement got broken off. Who? Molly's care. Molly. Yeah. Yvonne, what's her last name? I don't know. Well, her, I heard her and her boo broke up. Oh, that's sad. It's very sad. Joy and pain. Sunshine. <laughs> got sunshine. Molly got rain. Yeah, <laughs> she did. It's not funny. It's not funny, but hey, there's always a rainbow at the at the end of the storm. Like you, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, whatever you say. What? I don't know. Man. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be positive because there's nothing to be positive about breaking up when when you break up, you ain't nothing positive. You hate everybody. Everybody. No matter you what got engaged. I don't care to... about your stupid engagement. I That's don't how know. I, I, I don't have my heart broken and I was not like that. I love to see I'm people like, like in love and like I holding don't. hands. I'm like, you know what, my I time don't. is coming and whenever my time comes them. I want people to be happy for Shut me too. Up. No, I'm just, I, just, <laughs> I don't like you. Dude. I'm I just do not like you. So I am not like that. Congrats to Issa and girl, girl Molly. All these fine men out here, girl, you gonna be all right. Don't worry about it. So let me tell you something that brought me uh, brought a tear to my eye. Then you know I love. 
I love, I'm just crazy about Chance the Rapper. And I listened oh. to him all day yesterday. And then today I get on the gram and he has posted a photograph of him and his baby mama, which I don't know, but I love her too. Yeah. And I always Kirsten, wanted stuff to that's get. Kristen. Yeah, Kristen. Kristen Coley. Yeah, something like that. And it just said the Bennetts. And when I tell you, they both look so they look so good. You guys, if you're not following Chance the Rapper, just go to his Instagram page and look at the last two posts that he made. Um, and Kurt, you know, I also have a deep love for Kirk Franklin. So, like, seeing the picture of him and, like, two other, um, I think it's, like, five five people total, and Ye and Kirk Franklin are in the picture, and it's just like, look. I ain't Little gonna, You know what? Oh, Kirk Franklin was there? Yes. Oh, I know, I know, you know that they tied too. So, um, shout out to the Bennetts as well, and uh, honorable mention, J-Lo got engaged as well. Yes, this is going to be marriage number four. What? Yeah. I asked somebody the other day, I said, I I said, I always thought that J-Lo might marry somebody who was black, but she didn't. I I thought she just got married to that, I mean, not married to that, but married one time. No, she was... No, she's been married before. She's she sure was a long time, a long like time young, ago. like before Diddy yeah, married. Yeah, she was yeah. married. Did she not? She married. Did she not marry Ben Affleck? Well, they, they might have been engaged, but I know she was definitely engaged, and then she married Mark Anthony. Yes, that's all. That's the only wedding I thought she I had. I thought she was married. Somebody said she'd been married four times. I don't know. They could have been making that up. That's what they said on the news. J Lo, don't be mad at me. You still fine. That's just what they had said. She's had five engagement rings, but I don't. How many times has Jennifer Lopez been engaged? It don't say that. That must have been what they meant. She's been engaged like four or five times. She's been married to Chris Judd. That's who I remember. Yeah, Chris Judd, Mark Antony, and Ohani. No, okay. So she's been married three times. So yeah, that's what they meant. So this will be number four. Oh. Yeah, this will be number four. And she was engaged to Ben Affleck, but they never got married. Yeah, so this will be number four. All right, too much time on J-Lo already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bye, girl, so, fly girl. Right. Oh, then she was a fly she girl. She was a fly girl. <laughs> <laughs> she was the fly girl. No, no Josie I was. I was going to say, never mind. Josie was with the braids. You're right. And Big Liz. Show, show you right. Mm. Show you right, Big Liz. Yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. Okay. Like um, Jamie Foxx said, ooh, I ain't going to say that. He said it back then we called J Lo, we called it J Ho. Jamie Foxx is stupid. He is so stupid. I love Jamie Foxx to death. I hate to end with this story, and I hope um, I hope that we don't. But I, I did forget to mention this resurgence of a story about the kids for cash. Mm-hmm. Um, the the judge that was sentenced to twenty eight years for basically selling black teens to prison. Uh, I can never remember how to pronounce his last name. His first name is Mark Sia uh, Varela Jr. He's 61 years old, and it was a bribery scandal um, where he was selling. Oh, so he received a million dollars from developers of juvenile detention centers to keep privately owned, you know, prisons stocked full of black teenagers. Um, and he's convicted for racketeering. It's so funny because whenever they he was, you know, in sentencing, he was basically saying, I've suffered enough, like, can you, yeah, your face, my feelings. You, your ain't face, su- you, guys you, ain't, you, you could never suffer enough because you've ruined the right. lives of these boys forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pennsylvania is where this happened. So the 
Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, tossed 40, not 40, I can't talk today, 4,000 convictions between 2003 and 2008 because he basically violated the constitutional rights of these black teenage, male teenagers mm-hmm. um, to include their right to legal counsel and their right to intelligently enter a plea. I, um, I love the serial podcast and this past, mm-hmm, me too. this past season has been all about, um, criminal justice and actual cases that, you know, have been ongoing and, um, that, that this reporter is following up on. And there's a recent episode on there where this young boy, I think he was like 15, 16 was in a gang and turned state's evidence, um, in a double homicide or something like that. And the reason why he done it is because the prosecutors were basically leading him to believe or misleading him into thinking that, Oh, we'll look out for you and make sure you're okay. And they threw that boy in that juvenile detention center and didn't think twice about it. He was receiving beatings, not only from the staff, but from other rival gangs. Like, he had nobody to protect him. Nobody. And it just, you know, the the reporter that is um, telling the story ended up basically developing, like, a relationship with him and having a soft spot for him. And, you know, like, he would call her and be like, can you call my mama? You know, can you call my baby mama, you know, and she would be calling these people and, you know, re-listening to their conversations. It was, their relationship was really touching. Um, But it just shows you how, even like with the Meek Mill thing, like you could, this one thing can lead to 10 years of just bull crap. And it's not right. And that you, you, and you can't get your life back in the way that these boys feel like, well, I'll be better off. Basically, he felt like he would be better off just taking some years in an adult prison right? instead of trying to fight it and remaining in the juvenile detention center because of how bad it was. So, Holy, yeah, that's heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's awful. And one thing that I saw one time, our girl Regina King was in American Crime. Mm-hmm. It's a show that came on ABC. Good show. And it showed how a young boy who... Is a good a good kid. Never been um, violent. Never been involved in any criminal activity. Basically, can go into a juvenile detention center unjustly mm-hmm. and become a criminal to survive. Like right. you can't. You have to adapt. You have to be able to self preserve. So you're going to adapt to the circumstances and do what they do. If you don't want to be beat, you don't want to be picked on. You don't want to you know, be shanked in the shower. Yeah. And it just showed how he basically learned to be aggressive, learned to be criminal minded, all from being As unjust. A survival technique. Yes. Just from being put into this situation. He had no choice. And yep. that, and then you wonder why they get out and have no idea what the hell to do with themselves. Yep. Because they've been treated like animals yep. for three, four years. And put right back into the system. Yeah. So he, I, for him to say he suffered enough, no, you have not. You've stolen these boys' innocence, and now they're institutionalizing. You don't know. I mean, some of them who are strong-willed can and will go on and do well. Yeah. But you don't know what kind of trauma these kids have experienced in their sexual trauma, yeah. physical abuse, mental abuse. We see what happened to Kali Browder. I mean, I was just getting ready how, to say that. How can you say that you suffered enough? 
That's just like Michael Cohen getting up there saying, my family has been... You should have thought about that before you did what you did. Right. Shut your ass up. <laughs> and I'm going to just get off of it because I would get on my soapbox. <sighs> All right. Anything else regarding the good, bad, and indifferent? No. I have something, but I don't want to mention it. It's more bad news. Okay. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. Um, <laughs> I love that movie so much. The Wiz? Yes. And now when I think about The Wiz, I have to think about Solange because like, it's her favorite movie and you can literally tell and like her work mm -hmm. um all right so i know that we said that we would be talking about women this episode as well and so this week we're gonna do sort of something like a versus it's not pitting women against one another but more so just highlighting just a handful of women who we hear um about their counterparts a lot um, their caucasian counterparts or even like males who have done things but there are black women who have done equally amazing things in the same field. Um, and so we just want to highlight those right quick. Girl, my 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 content went all the way left. That's okay. It went all the way left. I, in what way? It just went left. Okay. I told you I was sleepy. I, I'm, I, my brain wasn't functioning after about 3.30. That's all right. Do you want me to get I can start because I all think right. I have... Oh, no, I got two, two. Good same, ones. same. That may be. Okay, so the first person that I want to talk about is Tarana Burke. Good. Yes. That's a good one. Because I, I'm not going to lie, when I first saw Me Too, it was Alyssa Mil Milano posting Milano, right. it. So I just thought that, you know, with the Harvey Weinstein, that, oh, this is what we're doing now. But. Oh, how I was wrong. This movement, the Me Too movement, or the Me Too hashtag, was started in 2006 by... 2006. Sick. 2006 by Tarana Burke, who was a civil rights activist from the Bronx, New York. She started using the Me Too phrase to highlight um, the pervasiveness of sexual abuse and assault in our society. And in 2017, once, you know, the Harvey Weinstein and even the Bill Cosby cases started getting even more traction, it caught on and turned into a broader conversation, developed into this, I don't want to say developed, it was hijacked into the Time's Up movement, right. I'm just calling it what it is, um, and I had to do my own research and realize like, oh wait, this sister has been doing this since 2006. Yes. Um... And it's just sad that it took someone else to use her hashtag in order for it to gain so much recognition when we see that when that really took off, how many of us have had Me Too situations and stories. Yeah. Um, so that was just someone that I wanted to make sure that we talked about um, because I can't remember what we were watching. It could have been the R. Kelly documentary and... Um, Tarana came on the screen and people were like saying stuff like, oh, is this one of the, yes. like nobody, like people didn't know, know who, who she, she was. was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, this Me Too movement that has captivated the world, this was started by a black woman. Right. So, you're welcome. You're welcome. Right. Okay. You're voting for Trump asses. Oh, I said I wasn't cussing for Lent. Mm, That's okay. Well. You done said about eight of them I on know. this show. I, I can't help it, but anyway. Go ahead, girl. It's all right. Okay, so I know that we... In school, learn a lot about uh, the Amelia Earhart's of the world, right? 
Um, but I want to, so I have an affinity for the 20s, the 1920s anyway. And there's a African-American woman by the name of Bessie Coleman who um, basically broke gender and racial barriers in 1922. And so Bessie Coleman is basically an American aviator. She's the first black woman to earn her pilot's license. She's also accredited for being the first um, woman of Native American descent to, you know, have her pilot's license and the flying schools in the United States would not allow her to get it. So she taught herself French and then went to France and earned her license in seven months from the Cauldron Brothers School of Aviation. Oh. Boss. Boss. Um, so, of course, she came back. She, is, I think she's from Chicago, um, but she specialized in stunt flying and parachuting and she earned a living um, basically brand barnstorming and performing aerial tricks so Bessie Coleman pretty amazing she did die at a young age from an accident related to her profession um but she was pretty amazing yeah and she better than me because I ain't trying to do no tricks in the air get me down get me down she wouldn't take no for an answer get me either down. Get my children out of here. Now. <laughs> Get my children home. Listen, don't start with the I'm color sorry, purple because it will go all the way left. Right. Okay. Okay. So I want to talk about um, another woman. She's not African American. Okay. She is a South Asian. I want to say girl because I think she's kind of young, but she's a South Asian um, writer or poet from Canada. So I know that you're familiar with the book Milk and Honey. Of course. Um, so the the um, author of that book, her name is Rupi Kaur. I think that's how you say it, or Kaur. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce her last name, but I have that book. It's an awesome book. Gives you all the feels, and basically it is a um, collection of poems with these minimal illustrations that basically mimic and highlight the um, poems that Rupi is is writing in this book. So um, in 2017. Two white teens decided to basically parody her book and call it Milk and Vine. And so what they did was is they took her style and the basically the context of that book and stole, for lack of a better word, yeah. memes from and in, in quotes from Vine from other black teens. Because clearly you know that black Twitter, black Vine, black Instagram, we we set the tone for everything. Yes. So they took her um, idea, and what is so crazy is that BuzzFeed wrote an article and said that their book took inspiration from Milk and Honey, but it was something way better. So Wow. Yeah, really? and I'm just like, but she did it first. Like, I, I had never seen a poetry book like Milk and Honey before she did that. Right. Um, so I just wanted to make mention of her. She's, you know, a newer um, writer, but... It's still women's history because that book, I mean, I think people are still sharing images from that book mm -hmm. and still reading that book because it, it was really touching. And for people to just take it and then pass it off like, oh, yeah, this is this is ours now. Yeah, it was kind of like satire and plagiarism. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to mention her because um, she is a woman of color for, you know, her her literary work. And I mean, even though they tried to steal it, I don't know who they are, but I just thought that was interesting that. With in this day and age that you would just steal something and try to pass it off, yeah, as your own. So, I wanted to mention her. 
Appreciate you. So I have Claudette Coleman, which I know that we have mentioned her on the show before. Um, but just want to definitely highlight her because I feel like her story gets lost a lot of times when it comes to black history. So while Rosa Parks made history for all the right reasons, um, Claudette Colvin refused to give up her bus on the seat for a white person months before Rosa Parks did. And um, there's so many women that probably didn't give up their seat. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Got in jail and nobody heard nothing else about it. For sure. Um, she was only 15 years old at the time. And we try to figure out like why her name wasn't mentioned and we've come up with several theories that are all appropriate um that all work but in a 2009 interview the new york times with the new york times like calvin had said that rosa parks made history because her mother told her to be quiet about it she um her mom basically said, like, let Rosa be the one that white people aren't going to bother Rosa. Like, her skin is lighter than yours, and they like her. And for the time period, I get it. And, and it I wasn't was... necessarily colorism, per se. It was her mother's awareness of how lighter, fair-skinned people were treated. I read something where, um, I can't remember where I was reading this at, but... I don't think people really realize the extent of Rosa Parks' background. For sure. For sure. And what that seemingly one moment of her on the book, like what led up to that. Right. Like Rosa was groomed for, for like, that role. Yeah. yeah. So people think, and, and one thing that really gets me is the way that it's taught in the schools. They make it like Rosa Parks, this little old, tired lady. Uh -huh. That, that is not a young girl. That is not what. That is not how that went. Mm -mm. You know. So um, I, I can I can see why her mom didn't want her to say anything. She but was I 15. I don't understand why we now, knowing all that we know, still perpetuate this sort of granny image of Rosa right. like oh my feet just hurt and I just that's not what that was right <laughs> totally not I, what that I, was. I mean not saying that her feet weren't hurting but I I'm willing to bet that maybe they weren't even hurting no that's that what I'm was, saying it was strategic yes that's what I mean that yeah. I'm going and no matter what happens just like going to sit at the counter I'm not getting up. I'm not getting up but that's how you ready to bail me out that's how it is that's how it's painted that's how it was painted to me when I was a child. Of course. And that's how, they're, that's how they're portraying it to these kids in school. But it's the same way that they portray, like, Martin Luther King a certain way versus Malcolm X a certain way when they are not in this box that we were taught. Mm -mm. That they're real human beings with emotions that change their mind, that change their method. You know? They're nuanced. Exactly. Like, everybody is. Right. Um... But yeah, then something just came to my mind and I didn't write it down, but I just thought about it. Um, you know, we always talk about Hillary Clinton and running for president and being, you know, the um, first woman is what they would have us think. But mm -hmm. she's actually not. Right. Shirley Chisholm, Chisholm ran for president, too, before Hillary Clinton. Right. Um, and has a reputation for being unbought and unbossed, as we have seen with. Other women in um, politics, black women or women of color, be it um, Maxine Waters, um, a, a little bit of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because I hate when people just say ALC, ALC. I don't like that. Like, right. say her name. Like, she, she has a full name. Her, Ilhan Omar, um, Stephanie Flowers, who we just talked about, Michelle Obama. Like, these women 
um, come from a legacy of, of women in politics, such as Shirley Chisholm, and I don't think she gets enough credit either. So I wanted to mention her too. Appreciate you. Um, Sylvia Mendez, uh, she's Mexican and Puerto Rican. Um, her family, her entire family is basically responsible for fighting to integrate schools years before Brown versus Board of Education came along. Um, and just wanted to give her an honorable mention and her family as well, because thanks to their determination, California became the first state to desegregate schools in 1946. So shout out to them. I got an honorable mention too. Okay. So, I want to give an honorable mention to my mother, Sharon Bohannon. Okay. Who, in our hometown of Spindle, North Carolina, but she went to to um, middle school or elementary school in Rutherford, North Carolina. She was the first, it was two of them, her and another girl. They were the first two African-American girls to go to that school. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so I want to shout out my mama because you know it's women's history or whatever. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I she went to it. Rutherfordton Elementary, and she was a the. It was two of them. They were the first two to integrate in that school system. So congratulations, go mama. Okay, history maker, world changer. I know you're listening. Oh yeah, girl, she listening. I know it. Mine too, girl. Um. All right. Anybody else for today? We have so many other women it's, it's of color so that we can Sheesh. continue to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. And we'll never stop, stop talking about the amazing women that have um, created the world that we live in, in now. Um, because if it wasn't for them, God knows where we would be. <laughs> I won't go there on the men today because we love y'all, especially, well, some of y'all. I'm going to reel my comments back in because I, I am inappropriate to wear today. I ain't going to tell that lie. I love some of y'all. Well, I love some of the women, but everybody, what what they say, all uh, skin folk ain't kin folk? Right. Okay. So, with that being said, um, what inspired you or made you laugh this week? Not R. Kelly. Well, then I ain't Pick something no, else. uh-uh, because that was funny. The memes, that meme of him... When he was crying and somebody put that afro and that pink suit on him. And he was like, hey, hey, it's your your cousin. cousin. That was funny. (laughs) The remixes. Listen, I I told my mom um, last week, I said, please get my phone. Because I am in here cracking up. And I should not be getting this much enjoyment out of seeing R. Kelly at the food. But listen, child, that was funny. I needed them last. True, truly, truly. That, That was funny to me. Oh, another thing that inspired me. This week was, um, I have a friend who, um, we went to, um, dinner a few weeks ago. Well, a few weeks ago. Last week we went to dinner. She is actually moving out of town and she basically said something to me, um, you know, basically manifesting like, oh, I know this is going to happen. Like, I'm not worried about it. I know this is going to happen. And then it happened exactly how she thought it was. And even in abundance of that. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gave me inspiration. And then I came across a um, Bible verse from Isaiah that basically this, transla- this translation said, my words leave my mouth and do what I send them to do. 
I like they don't that come, translation. They don't come back to me without results. I I know exactly which scripture you're talking about, and I like Child. that translation. I've never heard it said that way. Chow. So good. that's what I, that gave me inspiration. I like that. And R. Kelly made me laugh, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I know it you funny. did. I know you did. That that story about your friend kind of reminds me of one that I told a couple weeks back on the show. Uh, same thing happened with one of my friends, and it's like. You got to manifest out loud. You, you have to manifest it. out loud. Just say, this is what's going to happen. Boom. I'm going to work with Regina King. Bam. Boom. Pow. I'm going to be more specific when I get off this show. We over here sounding like an old episode of Batman. Anyway, go ahead. You know what I was thinking the other day? I was just doing like a lot of noise making in the car the other day. And I tickled myself because I was like, everybody got an ad lib. Like, mm-hmm. everybody has a skirt, skirt. Oh. Like, yeah. everybody has an ad lib. Like, what is that about? I don't know. Jeezy started it. You think so? Jeezy was notorious. Oh, what, 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 what? I mean, Kanye paid him $50,000 for the ad libs on $50,000? I got student loans. If people got, I'm telling you, if they got money to throw away, I mean, anyway. What inspired me? So, I told you guys that I talked about, um, that I watched the James Brown documentary on Netflix. And Say it loud. I'm looking up. So, um, his affinity for perfection, because he fought so hard to get to where he was, really impressed me. I always liked James Brown. I think um, if you watch interviews with artists, uh, more often than not, he is in the number. Like, he is in the names of the people who have inspired some of our favorites to do their best. But when it came down to, like, his stage decorum, his pride, his punctuality, even down to being called Mr. I think they asked him like what that was all about and calling everybody else Mr. or Mrs. or whatever, Miss or Miss, whatever. Um, And he required that if you wanted to work with him, you had to call him Mr. And just think about the time frame in which, you know, he was out, but he was the great talent. And so they wanted to work with him. So they had to call him Mr. And he did the same. He was like, if I want to be called Mr., I therefore have to set the example. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that really meant something to me. Just having pride in, like, how you look and what you're doing and what you're working on. Because at the end of the day, it's your name. So that inspired me to do better this week and not to wear sweatpants every day, (laughs) even though I got a pair on right now. You got a good word for the good people? Um, yeah, somebody said this to me, and I don't really have any, anything to go along with it, but this older gentleman told me this week, um, he was just talking about how, you know, he's tried to like counsel his kids and, you know, want them to do better and, and just be serious. And what he told me was, he just basically said, (laughs) he said, life is funny, but it ain't no joke. And so you can take that and do what you will. I like it. Mm-hmm. Life is funny, but it, it ain't, ain't no, no joke. joke. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. sir. It ain't like you got to be about your business. Okay. And um, I don't know. That just stuck with me with him with him saying that because it really isn't. Like life is not a game. Like you gotta you gotta get your stuff together right. and make the best of of what you have. So I don't know. Let it let it bless you, honey. To bless you if you let it. <laughs> Only if you let it. Only if you let it. Only if you let it. What about you? Um, mine is pretty simple this week too. Uh, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. 
And so this doesn't mean Wait, why like, are you making it in? You're gonna get there. Somebody so kind of goes behind that whole concept, like we talked about how Issa races, you know, work with the people around you. And I had a conversation with my friend and you know, our peer Stephen Gaither. Um and he's so smart. He's so smart and always has great ideas and is very kind. And uh, we were just basically talking about ideas and talking about networking. This is uh, Stephen of HBCU Game Day. Mm-hmm. And it, I, when I was done, you know, kind of going back and forth with him, I was just like, these are the kinds of relationships that have the potential to catapult everyone in the circle mm-hmm. to greatness. Mm-hmm. because nobody has their fists closed like even my relationship with you nobody has their fists closed nobody is worried about who gonna get more than the other one we're all just trying to do a good work and get it to the next level and that's really a beautiful thing to me and so when people say like your network is your net worth it's not always yes you should have some people in your circle who have money to help do the things that you need to do but a lot of times it's less about the money and more about the work, the hands, the help um, to get you there. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that's just resonated with me this week. And I hope that it resonates with you as well. Anything else? No, girl. I really appreciate you, B. I say this all the time I on the show. You too, girl. 40, 54. I'm inverting numbers today. 54 episodes down. And we are not slowing down and we're not stopping. We got some great things coming at the end of the month. So excited to share all of the great things with you. We've got some really good feedback off of our new logo. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, please go to our social media. Um, We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, you can listen to us anywhere that you can find a podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, all the places and all the things. We're on the move. (laughs) I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. Until next week. We out.